What's up, everybody? Thanks again for listening to this podcast. This is Wes Hoffman with Friends. I really appreciate you guys. Um, This is really just a labor of love. I've enjoyed doing this podcast and connecting with all the people that I've had on the show so far. Um, I've been doing this for a while, and it's been a vehicle to make some incredible connections with people. So thank you guys for listening. I'll, I'll keep doing these podcasts as long as people listen and uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. As long as I enjoy it, I'll do it. I don't care if people listen. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. <laughs> um, I mean, I do. I do. I want people to listen, but at the same time, I'll do it because I enjoy it, and that's reason enough. So this episode is with my friend Shayon. Um, Shayon and I met via Instagram a uh, couple, two, three years ago, and we were exchanging messages. He has a really awesome account where he shares all kinds of spiritual, um, conscious memes, uh, just really, really cool stuff. And we found out that we both live in St. Louis. Um, and at the time, we never got a chance to meet up. but uh, And we still haven't had a chance to meet up. But I really wanted to reconnect with him. And so we just did it on Zoom. We did the podcast. And that was our connection. So once things normalize, uh, I would love to do another episode with him in person. Uh, but this was our first go round. So uh, check out his Instagram page. It's three conscious three garden three. <laughs> um, I know it's kind of uh, if you when you see it, you'll understand. And it's it's in the liner notes. Um, so uh, thanks so much to him for being on this podcast. We go pretty deep. Uh, we talk about past lives. Um, he shares a story about a vision. Um, just all kinds of interesting stuff with synchronicities, and uh, we really went on the spiritual side with this one, which I really enjoy. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So um, give him a follow, uh, and I will just reiterate this one more time. If you like this podcast, if you listen regularly, uh, just tell somebody about it. That's all that I'm asking. That's my ask um, is just share it on Instagram. I'll share it with everybody else, and uh, more, maybe more people will listen and We'll spread the positive vibes. So much love to you guys. Enjoy this episode with Shayon. All right, what's up, Shayon? What's up, man? How you doing, Wesley? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, dude. Um, so this is really cool to give people some context. Like, uh, I, it was probably two or three years ago that I that we connected through Instagram because you have this awesome account. It's uh, three conscious three conscious garden with threes in the middle. Yeah. And I w- I I was really starting to like follow a lot of. Uh, well, I originally got into like law of attraction, and then I started following all of the, uh, you know, a bunch of accounts uh, um, that these like spiritual accounts and stuff like that to kind of just get inspiration for the day. I was like curating my feed, and and um, I really connected with the things that you were posting, and um, you know, then I as we started to like message with each other as we were sharing messages and stuff like that. I found out that you live here in St. Louis, and <laughs> yes. I thought that was really I, I thought that was really random. And you you know have this huge following on Instagram and everything, and um, I just thought it was really cool. But um, yeah, man, I pre and then uh, we ended up being on the um, Spiritual Teachers of Our Time Summit. We were both on oh, that. Oh yeah, as that was well. nice. Yeah, and that was that was probably a couple of years ago now too. So uh, yeah. or maybe last year, I can't remember. Time ha- feels really strange <laughs> right now. Yeah, most definitely it does. <laughs> Time shifts in different ways, man. It's, <laughs> For sure. it's hard to keep up sometimes. Totally, totally. Um, so tell me a little bit about like uh, I'm just kind of interested. Uh, what I've really been focusing on with this podcast is personal growth um, and people on their spiritual journey. Um, I'm an empath, so talking about that, awesome. um, anything that has to do with you know redefining. Um, masculinity um just what's your journey and 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 what you've went through so tell me a little bit about like uh when did you start kind of diving into some of these like spiritual concepts or these concepts of consciousness and 
chakras yeah. and all this kind of stuff. When did you wake up, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my journey started a lot early because uh, my parents are Jamaican. So the culture of Jamaica, um, a lot of it is very spiritual. A mm. lot of it is very in tune with the spiritual, the the metaphysical um, spirits and those kind of things. So, um, you know, it's it was came very easy to me because my dad, he was a Rastafarian mm. and then my mom was a Christian. So the good, the reason why my spiritual growth happened so quickly is because um, I had two perspectives on spirituality every time, every day in the house, you know, and my dad, my mom was like a Bible number, a churchgoer and um, really into God and Jesus and then my dad was Rastafarian and he smoked marijuana and uh, <laughs> he's all about, you know, consciousness and freedom and uh, love and those kind of things, you know. So uh, it was very easy for me to take a step back and observe those kind of perspectives on what spirituality is or consciousness. So um, I remember having to go to church, wake up Sundays and my mom would force us to go to church. And every time I was like, I don't really want to go. You know, and then my dad was always able to step in and give me that perspective. And there was one time when I was 13 years old, um, you know, I didn't really necessarily want to go to church that day. And my dad asked me, he's like, Shay, do you feel like you're a Christian? And I told him, I was like, no, you know, and I had that kind of relationship with my dad. Fortunately, that I could talk freely at times, you know, and my dad was like, well, you, you can just stay home with me. And I remember my siblings being very upset about that. And, <laughs> and that that was the day that I understood is like, I can choose what I believe in. I can choose mm. what I want to follow. And that was that was um, very profound for me in my spiritual journey. And uh, after that, a lot of things opened up as in like spiritual concepts spiritual experiences, learning new information, not necessarily being guided or told what to believe. Rastafarian is more like free, like free, free, free of your mind. You know, mm-hmm. even Bob Marley talks about that. Bob Marley's one of the most uh, well-known Rastafarians, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my dad was always into that mindset. It was like, be free, you know, be authentic, be yourself, you know, believe what you want to believe, but don't hurt anybody, you know, be, be, be true to yourself on your journey, you know, don't sacrifice who you are to fit in with other people. And that was very important. And I think um, a lot of people miss that when it comes to uh, spirituality, they miss the part where the authentic part is very important to be authentic when it comes to spirituality. And um, I used to say spirituality demands authenticity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you don't truly know what you believe or truly know who you are, it's really hard for you to tap in and to relate to certain spiritual concepts, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's very important to be authentic. And um, I learned that very early. And uh, my first time of being like, I would say awakening, right? I feel like we go through a lot of phases of awakening. Absolutely. You know, so we, I feel like um, we awaken numerous times. We can awaken twice one year, or we have a very profound experience that just defines what our life is, you know? And um, one of my first awakenings were, was when I was around, I was around 15, 15, 16, 14, around there, that age. And um, I was growing into myself. I was playing football, I was a sophomore or freshman at that time, and um, I was really starting to understand who I am, you know, and really uh, define a man that I can be, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a time where, because my parents, my mom was really strict, and I have four older, I have five older siblings, I'm the youngest of the five, uh, so I'm, I'm the sixth child, the youngest, right, and um, at the time, my mom was really uh, loosening her grip on discipline. Or like mm-hmm. how she disciplined her kids and things like that, and I was the smooth talker because my dad allowed me <laughs> to have this, you know, this freedom. So I really learned how to like manipulate my parents in certain ways, and not in bad ways, but just to be like, hey, look, I know you use this tactic on the other siblings, but I'm very mature, and I can. You don't need to try to whoop me, or you don't need to try <laughs> to like influence me in a way of fear. I can, 
I can meet you where you at and understand what's right and wrong, right? So uh, I I was on my mom's good side very quickly, and uh, I remember I was I was had a girlfriend over, and my I have four older sisters and one older brother, and all the sisters are older than the two boys. So um, my mom was really strict on the girls, like very strict. They couldn't have boys over. They couldn't have you know if if they had a boyfriend or somebody. They came over, they had to stay on the porch, they couldn't come inside. Mm. You know, for me, that was completely different. <laughs> and um, I had a girlfriend over, she was in my room, and I remember, like, I had the door closed, but it was, like, closed, but it was, like, cracked, right? So you couldn't see completely in there, but it was cracked enough. And uh, I remember my sisters getting really upset, and they just started this whole scene and commotion, like, who do you think you are, blah, blah, blah. And we got into an altercation, and one of them, like, physically hit me. So, you know, my mom was like, what was going on? Separated it, and I'm, like, I'm ready to leave. You know, my girlfriend at the time had the car, and we were probably like 16, 15. And uh, I was like, I'm, I'm ready to leave. So at that time, since I was growing into myself as a man, I felt very disrespected, you know? I felt like a lot of things were out of line, and no one defended me on it. So I was very angry, and uh, I would remember I would always come home to my mom and tell her about my day. I didn't do that after this happened, and I was really upset. I was holding on to anger in a different kind of way. I was kind of like feeling rage inside, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. fuck these people. Yeah. Like, I don't really care about how they feel because they don't care how I feel. They don't really respect me, you know. So a week went by, and I remember I came home, and mom was like, hey, how's your day going? And I was like, uh, it's, it was all right. And I was like, I'm going to go into my room. So I closed the door. I had my own TV in my room, uh, Xbox, you know, so I was just like, I would just close myself off, you know? And my mom, uh, so I went in the room and I was like, man, I'm feeling tired. I'm going to take a nap. Well, I go to take a nap when I fall asleep instead of falling asleep and, you know, losing consciousness and going into a dream or just waking up. I felt like I just like transported into this world. Wow. And it, and so I'm in the basement, in this basement, and there's a, a light in the middle of the basement, and the lighting in the basement is catching most of the basement, but the corners are very dark, right? So I'm in this basement, and all of a sudden my cousin appears, and he's like, hey, we're done stacking the weights. I'm going to go upstairs and tell Coach Paul, which was my football coach at the time, that we're done. I was like, okay, cool. So he runs up the stairs of this random basement I don't know, and as soon as he goes upstairs, I person starts to walk down and this person that's walking down is like i'm like whoa like i'm feeling all this it's like i'm there but i'm watching you know and i'm feeling all this i'm like whoa what's going on and i see this person coming down the stairs and this guy comes down the stairs has a lot of tattoos but the funny thing is i'm 16 at the time the guy that comes downstairs looks like me at like 35 years old yeah and (laughs) stairs and he's looking at me he's like hey what's going on and i'm startled that he can see it on my like still see it on my face i'm like what is going on what kind of dream is this like my conscience is still there but i can't go anywhere you know and um i'm like wow what's going on it's like my conscience is speaking inside right so he says who what's going on how you doing i said i'm good how are you and uh he's like i'm great i just came to check on you i was like what do you mean he said you know what I'm talking about. And he just nodded and smiled a little bit. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you've been angry since the last couple of days. And I was like, yeah, I have. He's like, you okay? Like, what's going on? Let's talk about it. And I said, I just looked at him. I was just like, I feel, I felt really disrespected. I just felt disrespected. I don't, I didn't like that. And he's like, that's, that's understandable. He's like, but does your mom deserve to suffer for it? And I was like, no, he's like, she's been suffering. Like, she hasn't been able to connect with you or talk with you. Your dad is not getting through to you. He's like, you have to learn how to use your anger in different ways, Shayna, because in the future, this will be a danger for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And it just started hitting me. And I was like, wow, like, okay, I really need to understand that this is something I can't take out on people. I have to express myself. And he was just like, you got to let that go. We can't, you can't move forward like that. And then as soon as he said that, like a vision came to me of me sitting on my mom's couch. And I'm like 25, maybe, 
years old, and I'm sitting on my mom's couch. She said, if you continue with your anger, you're going to be this guy on the check couch, sitting on your mom's couch, and not doing anything with your life. We can't have that. And I'm like, you're right. And he's like, let's move on. Like, when when we when you get out of here, you got to change your ways. All right? And I was like, okay. And at the time, he took it, took the this oil out his out his uh, pocket, and he put it on his finger and and put like you know a cross on my forehead at the time, which was like you know, um, it was it was unique because I was a you know Clementy Rosferian at the time, but I also was diving in and out of Christianity, right? So he did that. As soon as he did that, I woke up and woke back up into the the real world, yeah. And I was just so overwhelmed with emotion, I just started bawling, like crying so hard, uncontrollably. And I remember my mom banging on the door and was like, what's going on in there? What's going on? And I unlocked the door and I'm still sobbing. And she's like, what is going on? What's wrong? And I just told her, I was like, God came to me and he told me I can't be angry no more. And she was like, my mom at the time was a Christian. She was like, hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. You know? <laughs> she was just so happy and um, that was like my first time really understanding this. Like, there's more to this life than just the physical. There's more beings on the other on the other planes. Like, there's something more than just us, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. man dude, that's an incredible story. Like, that's crazy. That's really interesting. Thanks for for sharing that with me. Like, what do you think? What do you think that was? Was it just like a vision or like? some kind of astral projection or some kind of like just going into a different dimension or um i think i think it's like a mix of a lot of things first and foremost um what i've discovered because i had even more profound spiritual awakenings after that um where you know i tapped into other uh, dimensions and realms like that and what i truly believe is what we gotta understand is um and I've, i've i've been think i've been studying myself for years and putting information together but um, what I really think we all need to understand is like we 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 exist as multiple beings, right? Mm-hmm. We exist in multiple times, and if we tap into the the authenticity of ourselves and tap into the uh, the essence of who we are, that oneness, then we can tap into the multiple beings that live within us. And um, if you open your space up and allow yourself the uh, if you can find the foundation be solid in your foundation of who you are, then that's when other things, other worldly things, other beings will reveal themselves to you. And I think how they contact us is through our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, like they say, you know, we experience reality with like, um, you know, 5% of our actions are, you know, con- controlled. 95% of them are, you know, I mean, 95% of them are controlled. of them are the only ones we make consciously. Mm -hmm. But the subconscious mind is controlling that other 95%. And what I think is that other 95% holds so much and holds so much um, endless information that it holds our past lives. Yeah. And and that that 95% is when we tap into those past lives. And those past lives are what can contact us Mm. through, like, the Akashic Records, or through our intention, through our intuition, and uh, that's what I think it is. I truly believe that it's a part of my subconscious mind that has lived before, or that has lived in the future, and that can come back due to being fully myself, right? Mm. So, yeah, yeah, man, I mean, that's like, that's that's some deep... <laughs> <laughs> We're going deep, baby. I love it though. I love I love talking about this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, dude. I I I think that that's true. And and like when it's it's an interesting concept to wrap your head around. Like the, the idea, even just the concept of time. Like right. that that everything. If you do, that time's not linear, and if you think of everything happening like all at once, like the future exactly. of me and the past me, like. But that's even though I'm going through this moment with you right now, like right. everything, and I have memories of what's happened in the past, and I don't necessarily know what's going to happen in the future. Like everything's kind of happening all at once, and it like, it, I don't know. I it's I can't even really put it into words, but like yeah. I can I can I understand it in my in my mind. 
Right. So how do you, what do you, um, you know, when you talk about becoming more of your authentic self and, and that's, that's something that I think is, uh, that I've talked about, you know, we, uh, or, um, in previous episodes, we, we've been talking about, it's your truth, you know, stepping into yeah, your exactly. truth. Yeah, yeah. Stepping into your truth. Like how would you say, what's your perspective or your experience on, um, stepping into that truth more or stepping into your authentic self? Right. Um, uh, well, uh, there's like, I feel like every experience we have that intuition in it. We have that voice, that, that person behind our mind that says, this is where to go. This is right. Um, this is, this feels good. This feels bad. Step away, you know, find your way. You know, we have, we have an inner guidance, an inner compass. And a lot of us don't follow that due to society, friends, wanting to fit in, wanting to be liked, all these things. And um, if you learn how to listen to that inner voice, it can you learn to find yourself and tap into that that who you truly who you are. And that's hard, you know, especially in your beginning um, in your beginning stage of finding who you are. You know, uh, my wife always says, you know, she'll tell me stories, and I'm like, why don't people just uh, change their ways right there? And she'll look at me and be like, Shay, <laughs> a lot of people are not built like you. You know, you've yeah. been so much and. Um, I really have to remember that, you know, I have to really stay conscious that a lot of people in our society is suffering from being programmed or being conditioned in certain ways to wanting to be famous, to feel like they're worth something. You know, people can't wake up in the morning and say, I'm somebody, I feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people can't do that right now. And I always have to remind myself, just take a step back and say, we, I got to understand is like, some people don't have that, um, What's the word? Some people don't have that ability to identify with who they are and love that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to follow celebrities or, you know, be famous. Or if I had this, if I had that, then I'll be happier. You know, with instead of saying, let me be happy now. And I and one thing I always say to myself is the fact that I am able the fact that I can get up, the fact that I can move around, the fact that I'm not suffering, the fact that I'm caught up on my bills and all these things, I'm able to use my car when I want, all this stuff. That's a blessing right there. Oh, and if absolutely. you can find the blessing in that, those small things, that's when you start to say, I appreciate what life is. You know, you don't have to go keep wanting. And that wanting to want to keep getting that is, is an empty desire. Mm-hmm. And if that desire is not met, then you suffer. Right. Absolutely. So it's, it's just about finding that place where it's like I can be thankful and grateful, and also I can listen to the intuition that's guiding me. Yeah. And fall in love with who I am. Yeah, man. Uh, two two sides of that. Like I think I think that we are conditioned to to think that well I don't have what this person has. Like I don't have right. that. I don't have this big, awesome house, or you know, and and or I don't have. Um, a certain number in my bank account, you know, right. even, yeah. even if, even if all your bills are paid and you've got a car and you know, you're, you're taking care of yourself and, and you're living comfortably it, or even with social media. Well, yeah. I didn't get 300 likes on this photo. So, you know, right. I, I got to try better. Like it really has conditioned us to distract us more from that intuition. And I think that, um, what uh, I, I also want to go back to something that you said about uh, like personal development and like when you see someone that uh, has some kind of they make some kind of mistake or failure or they have a moment where it's like oh man well if that happened to me I would see that this is what I need to change right. and, and that's how I would change it moving forward. You can see these kind of like teaching moments, yeah. but but. Uh, I have struggled with that too. It's like, because I'm, I feel like I'm probably, I'm very similar to you where I have always just been a very self-reflective person. And when something yeah. happened that I was like, I don't want to feel this way again, or I don't want this to happen again. Right. I'm going to find a, a way that I can, that next time when this, when I feel, start feeling this way or this situation comes up, I'm going to approach it differently. And then it might take multiple times for me to finally get to a point where it's like, Okay, now this is no longer an issue. I can like deal with this. Right. But remembering that everybody everybody's growth is like 
everybody grows at a different rate. And uh, my, I, I work with this coach uh, and he talks about uh, like the acronym for love is letting others voluntarily evolve. And it's so hard for me though, because I'm like, especially when I first started getting into all this like spiritual stuff, I was like, dude, well, like, you know, look that, you know, the only moment is now like, and I was trying to like get people to understand it. And they would kind of just look at me like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what have you been drinking, dude, or smoking? Like, you know, and, um, I was very like active in trying to help people because of the, you know, I, I want to share what's worked for me, but having to remember that not, and, and not in a pretentious way, like, not yep. like, oh, well, you know, everybody grows at their own pace. It's just that's kind of everybody's in a different uh, yes, space. Exactly. Learn, we're, I think we're all here to learn different lessons and right. uh, just remembering that. But it, it can be difficult sometimes because, you know, what's easy for one person you, you want to, you know, is, is yeah. not easy. And, and then and vice versa, what might be really easy for somebody else is really hard. Like I'm a people pleaser, you know, like I'm, I call myself a recovering people pleaser. And when I talk to people about that and I, I worry about what people think about, you know, even with this podcast, sometimes it's difficult for me to, um, not so much now. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stepping into it a little bit more, but I used to get really worried about, well, what if people hear me say this and think that I'm crazy or they disagree Right. And, um, now I'm, I'm, I want people to disagree. I think that's okay. Like they, this is, yep. this is just my perspective and our perspective on, on life. And that would be totally okay if, if somebody didn't agree with me. But you know, uh, and other people, when I talk to them about that, they'll be like, Oh, well dude, like, I just don't give a fuck what people think I never have. Like, you know, and I'm like, okay, well I wish I could be more that way. You know? Right. Like, I, think, I think it's a, it, it, you have to have a good balance, you know, you have to have a good balance because uh, I was, I was very much that way, you know, and my wife even calls me out on that. I'm like, she's like, Jay, you, sometimes you got to like put some more, more emotion in it. Like, seem like you care sometimes, you know? And yeah. I, I would look at her like, I just, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even then, even then it's like, you, you can't be on that side completely you know you have to find the balance in between um giving a fuck and knowing when to care yeah because sometimes you care about the wrong people and they don't even care about you yeah oh absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah, man and and then so so to kind of like come back full circle like um when you talked about tapping into your intuition all these distractions that society gives us which i think is interesting Right. right now because a lot of these distractions have been taken away because we're in quarantine um, or, and I think even as the economy opens back up and businesses open back up, it's not going to be the same, you know, there's going to be, uh, limited capacity for a while and limited hours and all that. And, and so, and I think even moving forward, I hope, my hope is that people have like learned from this time that, that we've had to, you know, be isolated. But for me, uh, tapping into more of that intuition, uh, came with meditation, um, talking to more people like you kind of, uh, not worrying about what other people think, not people pleasing, saying yes to myself and saying no to, um, things that didn't resonate like with my soul. Right. So, um, and the more that I started to meditation, I think was the biggest thing for me where I started to kind of see these are just thoughts and they're right. not, they're not real. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're not necessarily real just because I think that doesn't mean it's true. And that right. kind of opened me up to more of like, well, what do I really think? Like kind of wiping away, a, you know, what do I really, I know it sounds a little, uh, it's kind of a, you have to experience this to understand it, but what do like, and when I'm presented with something, how does it make me feel? And right. instead yeah. of what do I, what am instead of judging it, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Learning to observe, right? Yeah. So, so what are some of the things that you feel like uh, have helped you step into that truth a little bit more? Um, like the best thing that helped me sh- step into those kind of truths are gratitude. 
showing gratitude, being able to show gratitude at the smaller things in life, about being able to just move, being able to breathe, being able to think freely, you know, being able to, uh, you know, do what I want, like go outside for a walk, you know, those kind of things. When I was in a, when I was in a state of gratitude, that's when I hit the highest forms of consciousness, mm. the highest forms of awakening for myself is, is understanding like, man, like I can just be in a state of gratitude and live this type of life where everything is like great in my perspective, even when it's, and it's not like a naive or, uh, like a, a way of ignoring bad things because bad things come up, you know? But it's a way of being aware and understanding that other people have it worse than I do. Yeah. Even when my situation is bad, like even when I feel like, oh man, this is bad. There's other people that have it worse than I do. There's people that's getting bombed. There's people that's being abused. There's people that are locked up, you know, for something that they didn't do. There's people that are suffering from um, like trauma or seeing somebody get killed in front of them, things like that. I've never experienced those things. And I can be thankful and say, hey, life is what it is, but it's great right now. Yeah. Because, you know, and uh, that's what's, that's one of the things that helped me get back to that center of things, uh, center myself and really understand is like, you don't have to um, cling on to what other people. Oh, yeah. You don't have to cling on to what other people are saying or what they feel. You can be your own and observe. And that's another thing that helped me, too, is learning to observe without mm-hmm. attachment. Mm-hmm. Learning to observe without attachment. Learning to be able to be in a moment and take a step back from it. Be third person. See yourself in the person in the moment without being involved like involved with it. You know, there will be times where, um, like, say, me and my lady get in a little altercation and stuff. There were times where I, I would be so involved sometimes. It's like, oh, like I have to answer back. I have to defend myself. And then I learned you don't have to do that. <laughs> you, you can observe. I do. I do. You can observe and let your lady do whatever she wants. She can get her frustrations out. And you say, what's going on, babe? Let's talk about it. And you see them just calm down right in that moment because you're calm. Yeah. You, have, you know? And those that's what was amazing for me is learning, take a step back, observe the moment and see what's going on. Then respond to it. Don't just, don't just react. Yeah. Respond. I, I think what, uh, what you're talking about is one of my favorite subjects, which is, uh, practicing presence. And, yep. um, have, I'm sure you, if you haven't read, you know about that book, the power of now. Oh man, beautiful book. Oh dude, beautiful it's book. it's like it's I I probably mention it on every podcast that I do because it was so transformative for me to yeah. see how and he talks about in that book about how um someone came over to his house and was complaining about something and yeah. he just like looked at the woman and didn't say anything and she like just got up and walked out because she realized that he wasn't going to commiserate in whatever she was doing and, and he remained calm and like stopped. And then she realized how silly she was being because of this stupid thing, because he was present. Like, like, um, the ego can't exist in the, in the power of presence, Exactly. you know, like, uh, and I have definitely struggled. I, I don't, I don't like to use the word struggle, but that's something that I have learned over the course of time is that like. Right. I don't need to always respond and, and defend myself and sometimes, you know, but I definitely with um, with arguments, it's hard, especially with somebody oh, that you're hard. in a relationship with, <laughs> but, but with like work situations, I'll have to sit down and, uh, you know, at work or something like that when someone sends me an email or, um, you know, you get an email and you're trying to like not reading into it as much and just looking at it as, as like a surface, like two dimensional of like, okay, well this person, this is work. This person is just means what they say. They're just asking you to do something and it doesn't mean I don't have to turn inward, read into it and turn inward and be like, oh my God, they don't like me. I did something wrong. I fucked this up. Like, you know, I, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to lose my job. Like, I don't need to go down that path. And um, it's actually really helped me a lot with, like, 
and, and I think that's just like basic mindfulness, you know, of like most definitely just yeah. looking at things as what they are. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very hard thing to master. You know, it's not easy, and it's not something you're going to do overnight. It's not something you're going to do in a couple of months, especially because like we go back to what we're saying. Like we're programmed. We're conditioned in certain ways to react in certain ways, to defend ourselves, to feel like we need to insert ourselves in the moment, make us feel important, you know, all these kind of things that cloud our judgment in that moment, which causes us to snap and react instead of coming back to observe. And how we get there is getting back to that authenticity and learning who we are, learning who we can be, and identifying ourselves as that. And saying, I know I don't have to react in those ways because I know who I am mm-hmm. and if those people can't identify with what I'm worth or who I am that's okay I don't need to get mad I just yeah. need to keep being who I am yeah you yeah know? it's 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 hard all of this stuff and I I uh I want to reiterate because this has been a theme on on the podcast as well is like all of this stuff is not easy <laughs> exactly right <laughs> It's not easy. It's not going to ever be easy. It takes practice. It takes discipline. Yeah. Like, you know, because I I don't want people to – I feel like a lot of – you know, I've actually been getting a lot of feedback since I I started this up again probably uh, at the beginning of May. So about two weeks and I've been putting out a couple episodes a week. Um, Awesome. And I've been getting some like good feedback from people that like – you know, they – but I don't want people to think that – well, I don't really care what people think, but I want to put it out there that just because we're talking about these things and we're sharing our experiences doesn't mean that we're experts. You know, it doesn't mean that right. it's easy. Exactly. It just, yep. It's just like this is what I'm going through. This is my perspective. This is my journey. Yep. And if if people listen to this, like um, – I mean people do listen to this. So as they do, I just want them to understand like you don't get there overnight and yes, it, it's exactly. almost such – for me, it's been such a gradual change. That that one day you wake up and and you look around and you're like, holy shit, my life is completely different now than it was right. six months ago or a year ago, and it it was all because of little decisions that I made leading up to it. That that now, uh, you know, now I have a different job and I'm living exactly. in, I'm living in a new apartment and I'm I'm making more money and I'm you know the things that I did want have kind of manifested because of little decisions that I made. Um, and and I, I would say the littlest decision, but the but the biggest decision is to like love myself more and, right. and to take care That's of myself. That's where it all more. comes from. Yeah, and put and put myself first. Like I'm the most important yep. person in my life, you know. And, yep. um, the people pleasing thing, like I always put other people's needs before my own, yep. and and that always put me in a in a position of like just being in poor poor health like you know I, I'm not maybe not physically but like mentally and emotionally like always feeling like I needed to solve other people's problems and like be the fixer you know people would call me the fixer like they, they'd be like right. oh yeah you know like I, I went to Wes and like he helped me with this problem and it's like that that is like a, a I feel like in a way that can be a, a very noble title to have but I also had my own problems that were not Right. I, need to I was just about on. to say that. <laughs> you know, like right. if you if you're depleted and you're suffering while you're helping other people, then it's not as noble because you're emptying your cup to fill others up, and then you are the one that's ended up dry. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. the one that's left hanging. You know, and who's coming to fill you up? Who's who's coming to support you? And um, I was I was just like you, Wesley. I really had to understand that because. Um, a lot of my family members were toxic and they had toxic ways, um, toxic habits. And a lot of them felt like I should do things when I was moving forward in life and they were stuck, you know, it felt like I should be helping them. I should support them. And I, I was, even though it sucked at the time, I'm thankful for experiencing that with them because that caused a lot of growth. And that really helped me learn that like, I am not responsible for other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not responsible for how people feel. I'm not responsible if everybody's happy or not. I'm responsible for me. And as long as I take care of me, then I can give and do that. Because you and I, Wesley, 
how you sound is like you're a provider. You're a person that wants to be the head of, of the, the house or you want to be the one that people look to and stuff. But you also got to remember if you're that person, no one's coming to help you. Yeah. Yeah. No one. Yeah. No one is. Uh, again, I'll go back to my coach. Like no one's going to save you. No one's right. gonna, no one's going to save me but me. And when that like hit me, I was like, holy shit, I got some work right. to do. <laughs> I was like, it's damn like it, that. like, okay, this needs to be fixed, all these things, yep. like, like, you know, and, and I, I think in the back of my mind, I was kind of waiting for somebody to either, like, give me permission or, like, yes. or to, to save me, but I was like, no, I need to save myself, and, and yes. I got that mixed up, man, that, like, I thought helping other people and putting them before myself was love. Right. And, but it, it, and it was it, it was coming from a place of love, but it, it was not loving myself, and that was like, right. that was exactly. the less that was the lesson there, and it was like, um, but I'm and I'm way happier now, man. Like you know, um, do, to, today I woke up and uh, um, I I don't drink that often, but I did have uh, like a couple of drinks last night, and I, yeah. I was I was like talking to some people on on this is. This is how we connect with people now. It's like just looking at our computer at the same time. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, true. <laughs> and true. so uh, this morning, I, you know, sometimes self-care is, you know, and I, I hadn't had a drink for probably two weeks. So sometimes self-care is like is having that drink. And then the next day waking up and laying in the bathtub for an hour and, um, right. you know, kind of like nursing yourself back to, you know, it's I feel like self-care is different. And I definitely have like a routine. But sometimes uh, I'm I'm not too rigid with it. I'm like, you know, sometimes um, that means for the most part, putting myself first is like waking up and meditating and doing a workout and um, some journaling and some reading. And that's those are things that I like to do every day to like take care of myself. But other days it's like it means laying on the couch all day on Saturday. Like that's what you need and to not feel guilty about that I have I've, I've you know then we'll be like oh well I I took care of myself today but I feel guilty like another thing that I think a lot of us measure our worth through is our productivity our output oh, yeah. and if we oh, lay yeah. on the Most couch definitely. all day even though we think that's even though that's good for us we'll feel guilty about but I didn't get anything done and it, right. you know, I've, I've been growing out of that as well yeah yeah I, I even I still struggle with that a little bit you know because um you know, you you aim for something or you aim high, and if you're not meeting that sometimes or some days you're like, oh, I didn't do anything for myself. But uh, that's not true. And um, the two things I wanted to touch on what you were saying was just like about, you know, no one's coming to save you. And mm. if you love yourself, you know that you got to do what's important to save yourself, to put yourself in a position where you're able to keep helping people, put yourself in a position where you don't feel depleted, you know, feed yourself, fulfill yourself, all those things. And uh, one thing I learned was just like, I used to think loving people in a way that I loved, that causes them to love me back the same way. Yeah. And that's not yeah. true. You know, that's not true. People are going to love the way they want to love. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, people have their people have their own love language. And oh. you got you to understand that. And if, if you cope with that and accept that, then you're not expecting anything. And when you don't have expectation, there's no disappointments. Absolutely. And that's what's beautiful about it. Dude, that's what, exactly what you said. Like projecting my expectations onto other people. And, exactly. and understanding that like that we're just not all we don't think about yeah. things the same we don't love the same we don't right. we don't operate in relationships the same and uh it's important it's it's really important to remember and and but i think i have i have definitely struggled with that and uh working with my coach and sharing these things with him like he really just open i i i would recommend like people to have somebody like that a therapist or a coach or a mentor that you share things with with like that because they can help you see where things that you wouldn't it's just that objective person you know like even though i'm trying to be the like you know we've talked about being the observer sometimes it's nice to have somebody from the outside looking in that's like but wes like you're projecting your expectations onto somebody else and that's not really fair to them and then i'm creating this whole thing in my head of like 
why is my friend not calling me? He knows that like I'm by myself and I'm going through this divorce and we're in quarantine and I would be calling him every day if it were me. <laughs> and, and, and so it's like, and then I'm getting angry. I'm causing like anger within myself because this yes. of what this person isn't doing. And it's, I'm causing this like discord. And then when I just realized like, oh, he's just not like me and, and doesn't think that way the same way that I do. So right. Except why am is. I getting mad at this dude when he's not doing anything wrong? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Cause it's like, uh, there was a quote I saw. It was just like, um, don't, don't present yourself. If you're at war with some, don't present yourself to someone else. If you're at war with yourself. Mm. Right. And, I feel like we do that a lot of times. What you're saying is like we battle within ourselves. Like this is happening. Oh, this person is doing this. I'm about to get mad. Like I should get mad. And, uh, and then we'll go through this whole like scenario in our head of how the un- argument might unfold and yeah. how things will go. And it's like, whoa, like I just spent 30 minutes projecting this idea of how I think reality is going. And then I'm surprised when it falls through like that. Yeah. Yeah. And right? uh, dude, I, I completely, I completely agree. It's like, and you, you can create drama that's unneeded, you know? And, exactly. And what I did, what I, with my friend, um, uh, you know, and I, I don't know if he's listening or not, but I just called him up and I told him, I was like, Hey man, you know, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know if you think this way, but like, could, it would like make me feel good if you just would maybe check in on me once in a while, like. You know, I don't want to always be the one reaching out to you right. for support, but yep. like, you know, when you think about me, if, if, when you do, um, maybe just shoot me a text and ask me how I'm doing it. And, um, he was like, Oh yeah, man. He's like, I do think about you and I wonder how you're doing. I just don't think to like pick up the phone and call you or right. text it, you. Right. And that's, and I was like, yeah, dude, like that's, that's totally fine. Like no. And, and I, I totally avoid the old me, you know, five or six years ago would have been like, dude, you're not a good friend. Like you don't call me and you know, you know that I'm in this like tough position and you're not like checking in on me. Like what the hell is wrong with you, dude? You know, like, and, and start, start an argument, but it's that self-awareness of like, you know, not, not reacting, going back to what you said, not reacting and responding and not getting upset. Um, that, that I think is huge, man. But, um, dude, this was fantastic. Um, I, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. Like, <laughs> yeah, true, true. We, we've been jamming on this one, dude. I would love to have you back on again. Um, yeah. I would love to be, have you as be as a recurring guest. Um, and, but yeah, man, where can people find you online? And is there anything that you want to tell people, um, uh, that you're like promoting right now or, or anything that you want is, how can people connect with you? Um, how people can connect through, with me is through my Facebook. I mean, my not my Facebook, but my Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram, Conscious Garden, is three Conscious Three Garden Three on awesome. Instagram. Uh, it's a great way. Uh, just shoot me a message if you have any questions. Uh, I do answer messages probably like every three to four days. Sometimes it adds up, but um, it's very easy to contact me. And right now, I'm just I'm just working on just centering myself and really finding what I want to do. Um, I lost my job because mm. I was a personal trainer okay. at Gold Gym, and Gold Gym shut down all our gyms in St. Louis area. So, like, I'm doing, I'm doing very well, and you know, I'm still, I'm still in a really good place. And my lady, she still is working. So, um, right now, I'm really just, I'm really at this like crossroad of like, do I want to get back into training because I got jobs lined up through my, you know, colleagues and people I used to know. Or do I want to pursue this online thing that I've been dreaming of and really, you know, make something pop online? So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely working on something. I'm going to have something going within two months for sure. And uh, I just really want to um, master and get to uh, align with what I really want to do because I don't want to be at the uh, mercy of a company or a sure. corporation. Sure. Yeah, man, I, I think you and I are in similar, um, I'm kind of flip-flopped, like I just got a job uh, with a corporate company and um, I was self-employed for like four and a half years before that. Wow. Yeah, so, um, but I'm also at the, like, that. this job has given me like uh, the security and the stability to kind of, uh, you know, I'm going through a lot of changes, like I, uh, I'm left of, uh, you know, I, I'm going through a divorce and, 
Um, okay. You know, I've moved out. I moved into a new place like three months ago. So, wow. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I got this new job and I closed out my old job. So it's like, or, you know, I, I'm not really doing, um, I'm just kind of doing a, a little bit of, I got a little bit of a side hustle going, you know, like, but, yeah, 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 yeah. but I'm not, I, I'm really taking this time to just kind of uh, do the same thing that you're doing, like align with who I am and what I want to do. And I know that I'll eventually venture out into doing some kind of self-employed entrepreneur um, <clears throat> type thing in the future. But right now I'm trying to kind of just everything that we talked about, love myself, well, like enjoy exactly. the moment, practice gratitude, like get back to a lot of these like, uh, pillars of like personal growth and help and health and all that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, you know, maintaining your own thing is probably a lot of work and being able to be on this corporate job is probably, it's probably allowing you to give yourself a little time to think to yourself and it, you it know, has. be with yourself and things like that. So yeah, yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. It totally has. It's like, uh, and you know, the company that I work for, they're all about personal growth, growth mindset, like, um, it's a really positive culture, so I'm really thankful for that too. And uh, I was worried about that. I didn't know. I was like, "Is this going to be too rigid?" Or, uh, but it's really not. And um, it's helped me kind of develop like uh, a routine where you know, uh, yeah. when when we were I'm working from home now, but when we were going to the office, I was like waking up every early every day. I was going to bed every night early. I was waking up early, getting a workout in, like. Uh, get good. my meditation in, like really had a good self-care routine going. So I'm excited when we go back to like, I I'm still doing a lot of that stuff, but it's just different not having to go to the office. Right, it's different, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll be excited when we go back because I feel like that'll that'll kind of jumpstart me again. Awesome, man. So, hey, yeah. well, thank you so much for having me on, Wesley. It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, much love to you, man. Um, this this will not be the last time that we uh, that we do something like this. And Most um, definitely. yeah, when when um, when the quarantine lifts and everything, man, I'd love to meet up with you and give you a hug and uh, yeah, and, definitely. and talk a little bit more. So yeah, know, man. All right, have a great weekend, brother. All right, man. You do the same, man. Thanks again, man. Have a nice day. Yeah, you too. Much love. All right, much love. Bye bye.